Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Breaking Down Football. I am your host, and in today's episode, I decided to do, like, a multi-episode, or, like, a really long episode, because I was thinking of doing, like, the awards, like, the awards, like, a separate episode for the awards and that, but then I figured, I was like, there's no point, because the Super Bowl's in a couple days, so, you know what, this is going to be a really, really long episode, so... I hope you guys are ready for it, because I'm going to be covering the Super Bowl and the yearly awards, so it's it's going to be a lot, so you guys better have all the time to listen, because this might be my longest episode yet. So, let's get started. First, I'm going to talk about the awards that were won. So, obviously, uh, the awards were uh, Thursday, yeah, Thursday, it's really good, like, they they released the Hall of Fame class. It was all crazy, but I'm digressing. So let's get started with these awards. So first off, Nick Bosa won Defensive Player of the Year, and uh, Micah Parsons was in the voting too. Actually, surprisingly, I just found this out. Micah Parsons didn't get a first like a first vote, like a first place vote for Defensive Player of the Year, which to me personally, I thought he got robbed. Which he he deserves it, like at least he deserves like a vote or two. But he didn't get any. Nick Bosa got got all the got almost all the votes. Hassan Reddick got two, and Chris Jones got one. So I mean, it sucks, but that's how it is. Congrats to Nick Bosa for winning defensive. Defensive Player of the Year, he won it because he has 18 and a half sacks. He led the league this year in sacks. On to Offensive Player of the Year. Now, I am really surprised at this one because usually how it works is Offensive Player of the Year. It goes to someone who's like the MVP runner-up. So I really thought Jalen Hurts was going to win it. So I was a little shocked that Justin Jefferson won it, but... I mean, honestly, I'm I'm happy that a wide receiver won it. I'm happy Justin Jefferson won it because he's really showing how how much of a dominant wide receiver he is in the league. Like the fact that he almost beat Randy Moss's record this year. He led the league in receiving yards, and he had I believe eight or nine receiving touchdowns. So it's just been a crazy year. He had that one game where he. He had over 200 receiving yards, just an absolute dominant performance this season. Made it to the playoffs, got beat out of the wild card, which I don't know how the Vikings lost to the Giants, but I'm digressing. Which, yeah, so Justin Jefferson won Offensive Player of the Year. Congrats to him as well. As to Offensive Rookie of the Year and Defensive Rookie of the Year, let's talk about this for a second. Now, this is the second time this has happened since I've watched football, where two rookies on the same team win both of them. The first one being in 20... I believe 2017. Yeah, 2017, Alvin Kamara and Marshawn Lattimore won Defensive Rookie of the Year and Offensive Play of the Year. This year, it was Garrett Wilson and... Sauce Gardner. Now, I'm a little more surprised at the Garrett Wilson one than the Sauce Gardner award, and I'm going to tell you why. So, Garrett Wilson, yes, he got over a thousand receiving yards, but honestly, in my opinion, it should have, and I hate to say it, 
I really hate to say it, but honestly, it should have been Brock Purdy that won only because, you know, rookie quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, blah, 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 you know, all this whole good story, yada, yada, yada. However, I understand now why Garrett Wilson won, because, well, considering the fact that the New York Jets, you know, they had a pretty rough go at the at the uh, quarterback position. He They flipped from Zach Wilson to Mike White, Joe Flacco, you know, they kept flip-flopping. The fact that Garrett Wilson was able to get over 1,000 receiving yards with three different QBs is pretty understandable on why he actually won the award. People wanted Brock Purdy to win, but like I said in the last episode, you could literally, I could literally go to Walmart and grab a cashier and tell them, hey, you're going to play football this Sunday, you're going to be QB, and you're going to be playing for the San Francisco 49ers, and the system works perfectly. Like You could put anyone in that position, they'll do just fine. Well, except for Josh Johnson, of course, but (laughs) we ain't going to talk about that, (laughs) because you know what I'm saying? But yeah, Garrett Wilson won Offensive Rookie of the Year, congrats to him. As for Defensive Rookie of the Year... Honestly, I figured it'd either come down to Sauce Gardner or Aiden Hutchinson. And I'm a little surprised that Sauce Gardner won because Aiden Hutchinson got multiple sacks this season with multiple interceptions. But he was a runner-up. I think Sauce Gardner only won by like a vote or two. So it was really close. But yeah, Sauce Gardner had a tremendous season this year. He, like I said, he's like a smaller... He's a smaller version of uh, Darrell Rivas, but he's also faster. So the Jets have a good future ahead of them with their future draft picks. And they did really good this year with drafting. So I can't wait to see how Robert Shala's presence there really helps the Jets. I really want to see him succeed because I love defensive-minded coach and he coaches, and he was one of the best ones to ever do it. So congrats to the Jets organization, and congrats to Sauce Gardner for winning. As for the comeback player of the year, I'm, su- I'm not surprised at this one, because Geno Smith actually deserves it. The fact that he never started since 2014, and then, like, Nine years later, he goes to the Seahawks, and then he's starting a game, and he brings them to the playoffs. Absolutely insane, especially the weapons that they lost to. Like, they lost, um, I mean, obviously Russell Wilson, but they also lost Bobby Wagner, which was definitely a big chunk of their team. Like, he was their leader. He led the defense, and we saw it this year, too, where the defense wasn't that great, so the offense really had to step up, and Geno Smith definitely did that, so congrats to him for winning Comeback Player of the Year, and hopefully we see more success from him in the next coming years. As for Coach of the Year, you know what, it was a really, it it was a tough one, between Kyle Shanahan and Brian Dable, Brian Dable obviously came back with the award, because he is a rookie head coach, and the fact that the New York Giants have been in the playoffs since 2016, and he brought them all the way to the divisional round. And, I mean, he lost some key assets during the offseason and that. So the fact that he was able to go to the playoffs with that team is really good. 
like, congrats to him. As for Kyle Shanahan, everyone's saying, oh, why didn't Kyle Shanahan want to Well, because we see it every year. He makes the playoffs every year. Like, it's kind of expected of him to, uh, to make the playoffs and all that. And even though he had a third-string quarterback, like I said, you guys probably heard it about 30,000 times already. Um, yeah. Any, literally any QB can play in that system, so... Yeah, there was no reason for him to no reason for Kyle Shanahan to win. So Brian Dable won Coach of the Year. Congrats to him. Can't I can't wait to see the many years of success he'll have there. And MVP, or should I say, MV Pat Mahomes won his second MVP in six years. Crazy. He's he was dominant. Everyone thought he was going to do bad this year because he lost Tyreek Hill. Um, there had to be some adjustments made. Like they they got Juju Smith Schuster in the offseason. They they drafted Pacheco. They got McKinnon, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I honestly don't know what happened to him. I think he went out with a season ending injury or something. Like uh, oh, and I'm gonna talk to you guys about this tweet that a player posted a little bit later when I talk about the Super Bowl. But I just find it hilarious. Yeah. But MP Pat, obviously he deserved it. He led the league in most in passing yards. He had the most total yardage in NFL history. He led the league in passing touchdowns. Just an absolute unit. Congrats to him. Um and as for Oh, what was the other oh Walter Payton Man of the Year. Congrats to Dak Prescott. I mean, he's gone through a lot over the years, and considering the fact that the past couple of years have been rough for him. Like he had that ankle injury. He he lost his brother from suicide, which is crazy. Like that that would definitely affect your mental health. So obviously he had to step back for a little bit. But considering the fact that all this was happening and he was still able to go out and actually help the communities around him while he's being affected by the injuries and the mental health health and all the pressure it's just insane congrats to him for winning walter payton man of the year and honestly well deserved i couldn't explain it better myself honestly now they released the 2023 hall of fame class and honestly it's a pretty good class i'm not gonna lie so in this year's 2023 class you have Darrell Revis, which everyone knows Darrell Revis, Revis Island, no QB, every QB was afraid to pass to a receiver when Revis was in the vicinity, so he deserves the Hall of Fame, we saw it coming, first year eligibility, he got in, I think they called it in Madden 2, yeah, they, they called they called it, if you guys ever played like Madden 23 and you played till the end of the season, it's like, oh, uh, DeMarcus Ware makes the Hall of Fame, and uh, your linebackers get plus two whatever. So, yeah, he made it. And also, I just said his name, DeMarcus Ware made it. I'm so happy he did. He played those three, four years with the Broncos. He was a key key defensive player when it came to the Super Bowl. He, he was a very good leader. He showed mentorship towards Vaughn Miller. All the other linebackers, like Brandon Marshall, he was just an absolute unit, a good leader. I'm so happy he made the Hall of Fame because he got snubbed last year. Congrats to him. 
your your team will now be forever in Canton, Ohio. Congratulations. Ken Riley also made it. Joe Klecko made it. Chuck Howley. Rondé Barber. Zach Thomas. And the Browns offensive tackle, Joe Thomas, made the Hall of Fame. We all wanted him to, like, he, like, if you think about good tackles and, like, who's the best tackle to, like, ever play the game, people will say Joe Thomas. Like, this guy played over 10,000 consecutive snaps, people. Like, do you know how hard that is? 10,000 consecutive snaps? Like, that's insane. And the fact that he stayed with the Browns his whole career, like, he could have gone anywhere else, really. He, he could have gone anywhere. He could have gone to, like, a Super Bowl winning team. But, no, he decided to stay with them. And, yeah, that's the, uh, oh, there's one more player. Don Coriel, he made the Hall of Fame, too. So, congrats to the 2023 Hall of Fame class. All of you guys will forever be in Canton, Ohio. Congratulations to you guys. Oh, and before I forget, actually, I forgot, the Bills assistant athletic trainer actually got one fifth place vote for MVP, which is insane because, like, obviously during the awards, Damar Hamlin came out, and so did the Bills medical staff and the Cincinnati's medical staff. Um, deserved it. Like, I'm so happy Damar Hamlin's better. He's walking now. He's explaining how hard it's been. I'm just happy he's walking again. And congrat and. Again, thanks so much for the Bills medical staff and Cincinnati medical staff. Like, they literally saved this young man's life. And I can't wait to see what the future brings him. If it, it might not be football because he may be contemplating on playing football or not. Since, like, an injury like that's obviously going to, like, scar someone for, like, the rest of their life probably. But we're going to see if he plays again. I hope he does. I hope he plays again. I mean, yeah, I hope he does. You can't really hate the guy either. Like, he seems like a genuine, nice human being. So, I wish him all all the uh, success. And, I don't know if it matters. There's, like, there's like an angry run of the year or something. And uh, it was presented to Damian Pierce, where he just bulldozed through, like, three defenders. And, yeah. So he won that. And the FedEx Air and Ground Players of the Year, Josh Jacobs won it well because he led the league in rushing. So he would have obviously got it. But then Joe Burrow won it. But I think it's because, like, his aerial attack was pretty elite. Like, it's really good. His aerial attack's just crazy. So that's probably why he won it. And plus, it all depends on how many votes you get in, like, a seat, like week. So, like, they obviously had, like, the most votes for FedEx air and ground players, so that's why they won it. Congrats to them as well. That's the uh, the awards and the Hall of Fame section. Now, we're going to go to the Super Bowl, and we're really going to dive into it. Now, I thought the Eagles were going to win. I really did. So, I'm a little cheesed about how the game ended, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So it started off, you know, the Eagles had the ball. The Eagles were dominating for the majority of the first half. Like they were up by 10. You could see that the chiefs were struggling offensively. 
and or not offensively, sorry, defensively with like Jalen Hurts' aerial attacks, and they couldn't get past the QB sneak, which is crazy because like you'd think you'd prepare yourself for it because Jalen Hurts led the league in QB sneaks and he has the best like QB sneak percentage, like completion percentage. So you'd th- you'd think that he'd actually like go for like actually train for that, but they clearly didn't because they they kept fucking it up every time. It was crazy. I think they did it like five times. Crazy. Craziness. Excuse me, guys. Sorry. Keeping that it raw as possible. But yeah. So I'm surprised Jalen Hurts and them were actually throwing it a lot like they were. I thought that the Eagles game plan was going to be more so like the ground game. Because obviously the Chiefs defense isn't that good against the run. But apparently they were all of a sudden because they held Miles Sanders to... Like twelve rushing yards, and he's the reason why I didn't win money because he didn't he didn't rush for twenty five yards. So thanks a lot, Miles Sanders. Fuck, thanks a lot. He's literally the only one I got wrong too. So I'm I'm mad at that for sure. Uh yeah. So they couldn't do well against the like they weren't doing good in the run, but Jalen Hurts was slinging that ball like. The fact that Devontae Smith got, like, six catches in the first quarter is crazy. Like, no one expected it. And he got a... T- Devontae Smith got a touchdown. A.J. Brown got a touchdown. Jalen Hurts rushed for three. Like, three touchdowns. And that's just mind-boggling. Because he broke the Super Bowl record for most, like, rushing touchdowns by a QB. Which is insane. But we got to also credit it to the O-line. Like, Jason Kelsey... They they know how to do it. They they do like a rugby like rugby style and they go for your knees. Like it's crazy. But yeah, like I said, Chiefs weren't doing that good, especially for the def like uh offensively. Like like I said, I thought the Eagles were gonna win because their secondary is good, like James Bradbury, Darius Slay, Vontae Maddox, you're not you're not uh, getting past them and they sure showed it during the first half for sure. So after that, you have the Rihanna halftime show, and honestly, people are giving mixed reviews about it. They're either saying it's really good or really bad. I honestly think it was shit, only because if you look at other Super Bowl halftime shows in the past, they actually put in effort, and they put in like more... Like, more stuff into it. Like, the one last year was good with Eminem, Dr. Dre, and all that. Like, they went all out for it. Rihanna, it was like... Fuck. It was, it's like... Basically, the, the best way for me to explain it, it's like... Oh, you have... Like, when you're in high school, you have this... Like, the whole semester to complete this project. But you don't start the project until, like, a week before the semester's done. So, you just put together some, like, bullshit thing and pray to God that, like, they like it. Which she definitely did. Like, all that that was happening was fucking... She was moving up and down and, like, walking and, like, like kind of dancing. But not really because she was pregnant. And I guess that's who she was saying that there was a special guest. Because she was trying to tell the world that she was pregnant. Like, I was really hoping, like, J 
Jay-Z or something would come out because, like, I don't even know her song, but it goes, like, when they're coming in the year, when it's raining out of fair, like, like that, they sing that song. So I was really hoping Jay-Z would come out, but he didn't. So that was probably the worst 25 minutes of my life just watching that halftime show. It was brutal. I, I had buddies over and they're like, what the fuck are we watching? We we drank more. We smoked. Like, we, we, ain't, we ain't watching that. We ain't watching that. As for Gronk too, oh my god. We were actually also pissed at this as well. So, but I'll tell you guys in a bit. So, after the halftime show, Eagles and Chiefs come back. I don't know what the hell Andy Reid said during that... Um, during the halftime show, but like he probably basically just told the Chiefs, "Yo, step the fuck up! Like, what are you guys doing? I'll trade you all in the off season, type of thing." But yeah, it really worked on him because Andy Reid made the adjustments and the offense made the adjustments too. Like I said, Kadavius Tony got a got a touchdown. Like it seemed like Pat Mahomes was throwing to his receivers more and was more comfortable with it because in the first quarter. He really only threw to, like, Travis Kelsey, and that was pretty much it. And um, he would use his running backs off. Like, Isaiah Pachenko was running a lot, which I'm still mad that... Or I'm surprised that Isaiah Pachenko got all those rushing yards in that. Or, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that they did, because I thought that the Eagles' run defense was one of the best in the game. Clearly not. So, like, signing Ndamukong Su is like, oh, why did you sign him if you guys let let him get that many yards you know what I mean like I thought like that would have been a concern like the run game because you do have Isaiah Pachenko Jerk McKinnon like they're they're oh like Isaiah Pachenko is like the like the fast speedy elusive running back and Jerk McKinnon is just fucking oh he, he's like a more of like a receiving back so I like oh sorry I'm just really frustrated still but I'm digressing <coughs> but yeah so fucking Eagles, I don't know what happened, but yeah, the Chiefs managed to come back. And he, I, I noticed that uh, Mahomes was passing the Smith-Schuster like a lot more. Like a lot, a lot more. And it's just crazy. Like who would have thought Smith-Schuster was on the Steelers? He wasn't even a wide receiver one. Goes to Kansas and then wins the Super Bowl ring. Like it's crazy. It's, that's just insane to me. Will he stay with Kansas? I'm not 100% sure, but he won a Super Bowl. Congrats to him. So, I'm digressing again. So, um, like I was saying, third quarter, Kansas stepped up, and I feel like the Eagles were were surprised about how they were able to adjust in that, and the Eagles tried their best in the third quarter. But, no. So then the fourth quarter comes, okay? Now, this is where... It, actually, I missed a crucial crucial thing, a crucial part to talk about. I, I don't even know how it slipped my mind. I guess because everyone said he was okay. I thought that Pat Mahomes is going to be out of the game. Well, not out of the game, but, like, just... At least, like, limited, because, like... He hurt his ankle again, and it was the ankle that he hurt before. We thought that he, like, re-sprained it in that. Like, he obviously he did, but we thought it was going to be like, fuck, they're going to put Chad Henney in. Oh, this is going to be brutal. 
But no, I don't know what the training staff do in there. If they just hype them, like hype them up on like Vicodins or like they really tape the shit out of his uh on his ankle and that, or like like I said, they give him Vicodin, probably Tylenol and shit. They probably just give him like everything. So he was probably hyped up on pain painkillers because when he was coming back on that field, he was walking just fine. So like they probably hyped him up on morphine or some shit. But yeah, so we thought he, like he was hurt. It was like fuck. Okay, the Eagles definitely have this in the bag. Clearly not. He came back. Fourth quarter. <coughs> this is where we saw all the mental mistakes of everyone. We saw it with the Eagles first. They did it twice. So there was one touchdown with the Cadavius Tony touchdown. This guy was literally wide open. Like, they did the play. Darius Slay went to the middle because that's where Travis Kelsey was. Leaving Cadavius Tony open, it was basically a walk-in touchdown. He fucked that up. Like, Darius Slay should have noticed him and stay on him. That touchdown probably wouldn't have happened if he did, but clearly... <coughs> oh, sorry, boys and girls. Fuck. Clearly, da Darius Slay... Didn't see him. Cadavis Tony literally just walked in. And this isn't the first time we saw this either. It happened a second time too. Chiefs were, were in the Eagles red zone. Call hut. Sky Moore is wide open. Avante Maddox notices last minute. Like, the Chiefs are fooling them. Like, it was just crazy. Like, they fucking missed it. Like, how do you, like, you guys shouldn't be making these mistakes this late in the season. Like, what the fuck? Like, how are you leaving them wide open? Like, how? Like, realistically, how? How are you guys leaving them wide open like that? Like, these are just mental mistakes. <coughs> and I don't know why I'm coughing so much. Maybe because flu season, I don't know, but... Whatever, I'm digressing again. Actually, do you know what was funny, though? During the Super Bowl, they actually did the same play they did against the Raiders, where they do the fucking ring around the rosy shit. But at least when they played the Raiders, it worked, because in the Super Bowl, it did They called a flag on it. So, like, <laughs> I thought it was funny. I bugged my friend that was over, because he's a Raiders fan. So I was making fun of him for it. I'm like, oh, fuck, look. They're, they're doing the same thing that they did against your Raiders. <laughs> and the funny thing is, it actually worked against the Raiders. <laughs> ah. Oh, so I thought it was funny. Um, yeah, a lot of mental mistakes. It came to 35-35. And how it ended was, they gave Jerk McKinnon the ball, but he was smart. This is how you know, like, someone has really good football IQ. Because if he were to score, there was like... Maybe like, like just under two minutes left, like a minute forty-five. So if he would have scored, it would have given the Eagles more time, and possibly take the game into overtime. They didn't want that to happen. So what he did was he had the ball, he ran, and then he slid near the uh, three-yard line, which was smart because if he were to score, like I said, the Eagles would get the ball back. 
I'm, see, he learned he learned from people's mistakes because we saw it a couple years ago when Todd Gurley was on the Falcons and he costed them the game because like he 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 fell, but he fell too late and it actually made him cross into the end zone and Atlanta ended up losing. Matt Ryan was pissed. Todd Gurley was like, "What the fuck?" But ultimately, that's what happened. Um, smart about it. They took a couple knees. Wasting as much time as possible. Big Red's thinking, fuck me, I want to go to the Waffle House and eat a couple cheeseburgers after the game. So he calls timeout with about 12 seconds left. Harrison Bucker kicks the field goal. They go, they do like a little, not a squib kick, but like a little, like a, he just fucking booted it like a soccer kick and let it jump. So that they could do, they can kill as much clock as possible. Um... The Eagles get the ball. All they really need to do is do a Hail Mary. So they literally sent everyone out. But Jalen Hurts couldn't make the long throw. Ultimately, Kansas City winning the Super Bowl (coughs) 38-35. Which is crazy. Like, just thinking about it. The Super Bowl means a lot because, like, it was also the Kelsey Bowl. Now Travis Kelsey has that thing over his brother Jason. Now, because if you guys didn't know, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey were in the Super Bowl, but Jason Kelsey is like all pro center for the Eagles. Travis Kelsey, all pro tight end for the Chiefs. Both of them are going to make the Hall of Fame at the end of their careers. They're probably going to be the first set of brothers making the Hall of Fame. I'm calling it right now. This um in uh February thirteenth, twenty twenty three, already calling it. So a couple years down the line, when they do make the Hall of Fame, this is where you guys hear it first. So now Travis Kelsey has the bragging rights, saying, "Oh look, I have a ring over you." But then Jason can go and be like, "Oh, I'm mom's favorite," you know, just that brotherly love type of thing. And they met during during it, and they hugged each other like, "Oh, a little congrats." So. That was really good, actually. The f- a good part was their mom was in attendance, and she wore like this, like jacket, like jacket thing, and it said Kelsey on it. But it like there was a line, so like it could be like divided. So half of it was red, half of it was green, and it had Jason's eight, and then, uh, or yeah, sorry, Travis's eight and Jason's like five. So it showed, like, she was supporting both of them. Like, either way, they're both winners in our heart. Like, imagine raising two brothers that go to the NFL. Like, you're going to be fucking proud of them either way, right? So that was crazy. Andy Reid used to coach the Eagles. I think I said this before, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. But, yeah, he won a second Super Bowl. Congratulations to him, honestly. Like, he's one of the winningest head coaches in NFL history. I believe he's second, and Bill Belichick's still first, but I believe Andy Reid's second. I could be wrong. Um, I'd, I'll have to double-check af- like after this episode is recorded. I'm going to have to double-check that because, you know, I, I want to be right. But, yeah. He, so, he, he won his second Super Bowl with the Chiefs. There were rumors going around saying that he was retiring. Even though he's he is only sixty four, however, he stated during the press conference that 
He wasn't retiring. I mean, like, honestly, who would? If you have a dynasty like that, like, imagine if you were Andy Reid or even, like, let's say Bill Belichick. Like, you have fucking Tom Brady with you. You win six, like, you're at the old age of, like, let's say, like, early 60s, but then you draft Tom Brady, fucking... He gets he gets you a couple rings. Are you gonna retire after that? No, you're you're gonna want to stay a couple more years and see where it goes. That's what Andy Reid is doing because for the past five years, their team went to the AFC Championship. The past five years, and in those five years, three of them may ended up them going to the Super Bowl. So obviously, this guy's gonna stay longer. I say he stays for maybe three, four more years max. He'll stay is probably till he's seventy, and then he'll call like call it because then like you have Pat Mahomes for like the not the majority of his prime, but maybe just over half of his career because that's like seven years down the line. That's literally thirteen years in the league. He'll probably play for like maybe twenty, twenty one, twenty two, depending on how how good he is like health wise and how he takes care of his body, injuries, that type of thing. Just just to see how he is, you know, he's going to stay. And Travis Kelsey, with the touchdown yesterday, he actually passes. And now he passes, I can't remember who was third all-time, but now he's second all-time. And, uh, oh, he passes Rob Gronkowski for most uh, – Touchdown receptions in the Super Bowl era or in the playoffs. He passes him. He has 16. Jerry Rice is in front of him, but Jerry Rice has like 23 or 24 touchdowns. So it's going to be a while for him to catch up, but I think he will, to be honest. If he decides to play like longer. Like I was reading, and I think Travis Kelsey's only like 29 or 30 or maybe 31. I, I have to double check. I'm not really good with ages and that. So, yeah, he's young, so he's definitely going to stay a little bit longer, especially, like, we don't see any, like, regression in his plays. Like, he's all pro, so he's going to stay. He's, yeah, he's going to stay for a while, as long as uh, Patrick Mahomes is his QB. Okay, so I was way off. I just looked at it. He is 33 years old. Okay, so Travis Kelsey is probably going to play till he's, like, 36, probably. I'd say 36. Wow. That's crazy. Rob Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey are the same age. Just looked it up. That's crazy. God. Yeah, that that's that's insane. But yeah. Oh, they're they're all making fun of his kick of Den- destiny. Because he fucking missed it. Like, oh my god, that was brutal. But anyway, yeah, Travis Kelsey's going to stay for at least a couple more more years. Maybe three or four. I'd say probably closer to three. But speaking of, like, the rumors like I was talking about with Andy Reid retiring and everything, there's actually Chad Henney on the Kansas City Chiefs actually announced right after their Bowl win that he is retiring. And I wouldn't say it takes a big blow from the Chiefs, but... He definitely uh, stood up to the plate when it was in the playoffs. And he helped them win against the Bengals. He, we saw it before 
couple years ago when he went against the Bills and Mahomes got hurt. He had like a concussion or something. Chad Henney stepped up. He won those playoff games for them. Even though he didn't really start like any games, he was still a good part of the team. He he will be missed, so the Chiefs are going to have to find a good second-string QB. Speaking of Chad Henney, I'm going to talk about him for a little bit. I'm going to do the comparison to Alex Moran from BMS. If you guys ever watched the show Blue Mountain State, it's just basically about like the a football team. It's like a comedy. It used to be on Spike when I, when uh, I was younger, and it used to be on Amazon Prime as well. There was there was only three seasons of it, unfortunately, but it is so fucking funny. Like this is one of those shows like you don't even have to get like it's not stupid funny, but like it's just funny. Like you don't need to get baked. To watch it, like, you are generally going to laugh. But, I mean, if you do want to get baked, then get baked and watch the show. Like, uh But what, the reason why I'm saying he's like Alex Moran is because Chad Henney, like I said, he was a good backup, but he never really played any games. Just like the Alex Moran character in uh, Blue Mountain State. He just stayed back, sat the sidelines. He still got the girls, still went to the parties. Kind of like Chad Henney, you know. He still probably got the girls. He went to the parties. He definitely got money, too. Because, like, there's, like, a league minimum. And it's like, fuck. I'll, I'll be a fucking uh, backup quarterback. Never never play... Never really play a regular season game in my career. And still get, like, a million plus dollars a year. Like, fuck. Sign me up. Like, I never have to play. Like, god damn. So, like, you know, you know what I mean? Sign me up. Yeah, Chad Henney's retiring. Yeah, so probably right now Kansas is going crazy. They're they're probably doing their parade. Travis Kelsey was fucking hyped up. You gotta fight for your right to party and all that shit. So I remember watching the first like the Super Bowl they won. He was fucking obliterated and blurting. So he's probably gonna be doing the same thing like today or whenever they do their uh, Super Bowl parade. It's gonna be funny. I cannot wait to uh, to watch it. As for the e, so I've been talking about the Chiefs a lot. So for the Eagles, yes, unfortunately they lost. But okay, so this is why I'm mad. During the fourth quarter, there was a fucking bullshit holding call on James Bradbury. But if you look at it, like Buddy doesn't even fucking hold Smith Schuster, and plus the ball that Mahomes threw wasn't even in his vicinity. It was like maybe ten feet in front of him. Like you threw it to Smith Schuster. Smith Schuster isn't fast. He's just tall, right? But it wasn't even a hold. He, James Bradbury didn't hold. like. There was like a little hold, but it wasn't like a fucking like oh you're tearing the jersey type shit where it's like really noticeable. And people are getting pissed about it. Like, I mean, I'm still mad. I watched a thing with Pat McAfee earlier this morning. And he's like, those types of stuff, like, you just let it slide during the playoffs. Like, you you let a lot of things slide during the playoffs. And if you look at it before, like, they were pressing each other the whole game. Like, and you want to call that? Like, that's one of the reasons why everyone's pissed off. And they're like, oh, the game's fucking rigged and everything. But, like. Even if he were, even if that call wasn't called, Harrison Bucker would have still made a field goal. I mean, the game probably would have, like, the Eagles might have had a chance to, like, at least tie it up and then maybe get the game over to uh, overtime. But, yeah, that didn't happen. So, 
yeah. I mean, you got to think of it for the Eagles now too. They're all pissed, but they got to live and learn. Um, you got to think for Nick Sirianni too. He's probably going into the off season. Like I was telling my buddy last night, I was like, dude, I will not be surprised if Nick Sirianni makes all these fucking giant ass moves and does all the stuff in the draft. Because what he's going to be looking at is he's going to be looking at all of his veteran like players, like. Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, um, Brandon Graham. Actually, Brandon Graham was saying that he might not play for the Eagles this year. I don't know if he's going to retire or not. Um, I mean, he's been in the league for 10 years. So he might retire. Or if he doesn't, he's going to go to a, a different team. So we might see that. So Nick Shirani is going to have to sit down and think about that. And he's probably going to draft accordingly. He's probably going to draft like the the people that are going to replace those veterans. So that's going to be interesting. And actually, I made the point because I was telling my buddy yesterday, I was like, I don't, like, let's be real here. The run game, like the running backs for the Eagles aren't that great. Like, Miles Sanders just had his first 1,000-yard rushing season. And I mean, like, his backups, like Boston Scott and, like, gain well so obviously you're gonna want to look for that superstar running back like for wide receiver Devonte smith and aj brown like people like they're let's just consider both of them wide receiver ones because like you can put Devonte smith on any other team he can be a wide receiver one on literally any other team so i would i like i told i told my buddy i will not be surprised if he trades for running back and i think nick Sirianni. There have been rumors about it. I believe that he's going to try and trade for Alvin Kamara. Just because Alvin Kamara can do it all. He can rush. He can fucking receive. Like, he's a good uh, dual, uh, like a dual running back type of thing. Receive the ball, rush for it. He's elusive. He has good ball carrier vision. He's just insane. He's one of my favorite players. I still have his jersey. Um, One of my favorite players. So I wouldn't be you don't be surprised if the Eagles do make big moves because I feel like the Eagles are going to be running the NFC for a while. They will be. I remember people were saying that the Rams were, and then I'm like, no, they're not because they're losing key players. They lost Odell Beckham. They lost Von Miller. Um, who else did they lose? I I can't remember who else they lost, but like they didn't do so well this year. But yeah. Actually, I made a joke with my buddies because I, I, I went on Madden franchise mode. So, like, what I usually do is I do franchise mode, like, online franchise mode. And then, um, like, at the end of the season, I update it because that's where, like, the last Madden ratings come. They did most of these players dirty. Like, fucking, I looked at Russell Wilson's overall. So, in the beginning of the year, they had him at, like, an 88. Now they have him at a 76. Matthew Stafford, he was at an 85. Now he's at a 72 in Madden. Like, they, Madden's doing people dirty. So, yeah, they're, he's, like, they're doing people dirty in that. And I think it's funny. Like, oh, you guys aren't as good as you thought you were. You know what I mean? But, yeah, like I said, the Eagles are going to be running the league for a very long time. The Chiefs 
are already dominating the AFC. We've seen it for the last five years. Like, they're the type of team that shows up to the playoffs, like, every single year. And they're going to be dominating it for the next little while as well. Um, yeah, these teams, like I said, so just to recap, I told you guys the awards that were won. Um, the Hall of Fame class, which I'm still very happy DeMarcus Ware won. Or DeMarcus Ware's in the Hall of Fame, sorry. I also told you guys the game and ultimately Chiefs won. Um, the Eagles off off season moves probably. What happened during the Super Bowl? Uh, Travis Kelsey has a ring over his brother. Um, yeah, it was a really good Super Bowl though too. Like it wasn't one of those like it's probably one of the better Super Bowls I've seen because um. The worst one I probably saw was when the Rams and the Patriots played, and it was fucking 3 nothing at halftime. Like, that was just a bullshit Super Bowl. I hated it. At least this one, it was more like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. 38-35, not bad. Um, yeah. Just like to say congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Congratulations to Patrick Mahomes. Actually, before we end this, like I, I'm going to – like I was saying – Think about it. In six years in the league, six years, okay? Pat Mahomes already has two MVPs, two Super Bowl rings. He has a Super Bowl MVP, and he has an Offensive Player of the Year. And he's been to the Pro Bowl, like, five for five years. Like, obviously, his career is just getting started. Like, this is, I think this is the start of his prime, so it's really going to be exciting. One of my buddies said that he, he'll win four Super Bowls max. I'd like to challenge him on that. And actually, he's going to be a surprise guest on mine and uh, Matt's pod. He, he's going to be a surprise guest. Or I should probably ask him first before I say he's going to be a, a surprise guest on the pod. But yeah, I'm, we're probably going to bring him in. So you guys get ready for that. It's going to be a long discussion. You can find our other pod, Breaking Down Football, emusively, or, yeah, emusively on, like, Rumble. We're, we're trying to get this, like, our, this pod as well to, like, others, like Spotify and all that, which definitely will happen. Um, we probably won't post it to YouTube, though, because, you know, YouTube's all fucky with their monetization and that and if i swear like i do i won't get as much money because they fucking monetize it it's like oh this is a kid family thing and we're not we're not able to like do the stuff we do on the pod because like we just won't get paid guys like we're trying to make some money too you know like uh yeah so that's pretty much it it from me this is one of the longest pods i've done which I'm surprised that I'm getting better at it, guys. I'm getting more in-depth with it. I remember... Actually, I'm going to digress for a little bit here. I remember, like, just a couple years ago. Like, I started this almost three years ago. It would be three years next month, I believe. I'm going to have to check. It'll be three years next month. And I remember three years ago, like, always being nervous while talking and, like, also... Like, making my episodes, like, really short. Like, the 15, the 10 minutes, not, like, not even, like, there's, like, the 7-minute ones. And it's like, fuck. I just want to get it done and over with. But now, 
now throughout the years. For for all of you long-time listeners, definitely are seeing more like longer episodes. I'm diving in more. I've been listening to you guys. Um like like look at this one. This one's almost at an hour. Like I wouldn't have been able to do this a couple years ago. Um so for this I'd like to thank you guys for always supporting me, supporting myself. Even Matt as well, supporting Matt, um, and even our new podcast that we're doing together. Thank you guys so much for supporting that as well. Like I said, we're going to try to get way more guests on the pod, um, all that sort of shenanigans. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for all your continued support and listening. Um, I will probably be doing... Yeah, so for the next coming weeks, I'll be doing more episodes but i'll just be doing like you know like off-season moves because i don't think anything's gonna really happen for the first couple weeks so there might be a little bit of a break but if there's any like big moves or anything then i'll jump on and do an episode like there are rumors right now like lamar jackson might not be with baltimore because they're like a hundred million dollars apart or something like that because Lamar wants the guaranteed money, just like what happened with Tyreek Hill. Actually, I'm, I'll talk about it real quick before I end the episode. So, with Tyreek Hill, everyone wants to know why he didn't uh, stay with the Chiefs, and I'm going to tell you why. So, basically, the Chiefs and the Dolphins, like the Chiefs, I think Tyreek Hill talked about it in like a podcast. So, he he wanted to stay a Chief. Like, he told the front office, like, yo, sign me. Um, I don't want that much money. I just want to stay. However, he wanted the guaranteed money. And that's what we're seeing more and more with the players. They want the guaranteed money, which I don't blame them for. Like, I really, I really don't. So for any of you who don't know what guaranteed money is, let's say you go and let's, the best way to put it, let's say you go to a job and let's say the salary is a hundred thousand a year. Basically, like, you have to work for it, obviously, and you get paid, like, weekly, bi-weekly, bi-monthly, however you get paid. But if it's guaranteed, like, you sign a contract and it's, like, guaranteed money, it's kind of, like, not a signing bonus, but, like, basically, like, let's say for the year, like, let's say your guaranteed money is 70k, or, like, let's say 40k. Let's say you get hurt on the job, like, let's say, I don't know, you tore your ACL and you can't work for, like, a year. You get that guaranteed money, like that $40,000. They give you that no matter what because it's obviously guaranteed. So with that, um, that's what Tyreek Hill wanted from the Chiefs. Like They were offering him the same contract that the Dolphins were. However, they weren't giving him that guaranteed money. But then the Dolphins turned around and they were like, hey, we're going to offer the same contract. However, this is your guaranteed money. So that's why Tyreek Hill went over to the Dolphins because he wasn't getting that guaranteed money. And I remember he was receiving so much hate. He, they were like, people were saying, "Oh, he's greedy. He only took it for the money. He's not going to do well over there for for uh, Miami." Well, clearly he is because he almost led the league of receiving yards. Um, he didn't do he didn't do, do so bad, and he made all all pro this year. So all the haters can like kindly shut the fuck off right um yeah that was uh tyree kill obviously yeah 
could you have imagined if he actually stayed with the Chiefs and the Chiefs didn't have to go and get Valtis Scantling or Juju Smith-Schuster and all that? That I feel like that would have been like crazy, or it could have caused like turmoil because like Smith-Schuster and Valtis Scantling know like they're not the primary target. It's always Travis Kelsey, so they know their role. But I feel like. With with any team, really, if you have too many superstars, like they're gonna want to get their numbers up in that, and that was one of the like that's one of the problems. I'm I'm gonna digress to another sport. We saw with LA when LeBron brought Carmelo, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Dwight Howard. Like he was trying to make a super team, but everyone wanted to be the superstar on that super team. So that's usually what happens. Um, yeah, but at least. Smith Schuster and all of them know their role now, so like they're not gonna get like the highest numbers, but at least they're they'll, they'll win some championships. You know what I mean? All right, now I'm finally gonna end because I feel like I'm blabbering. Like I said to you guys, thank you guys so much for listening and all this continued support. Um, Matt is gonna be dropping an episode on his pod, I believe, either later today or tomorrow, and I believe our pod with our special guest will be happening at the end of the week. It'll probably happen either Friday or Saturday. It'll either come out Friday, like we're going to record it, and then obviously edit it, which editing for like for for being a video is brutal now. Like We're still fucking learning how to do it. Um, it'll either come out Friday or Saturday, so you guys be prepared for that. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you guys have a good day. Good rest of the day, rest of the week. Like I said, if I hear any major news, I'm I'm obviously going to jump on the pod and give it to you guys. So be prepared for that. Thank you guys so much for listening. This 2023, uh, or yeah, 2022 NFL season was crazy. I cannot wait for the 2023 season. But the 2022 offseason, I feel like it's going to be insane. Everyone's going to be making these moves. So be prepared. Be prepared for that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good rest of the day. Have the good rest of the week. Thank you guys so much. Peace out.